teachers accused of sexual assault. You know how he likes to flirt with all the girls? Well, this time he may have taken it too far. An all-new 90210 Wednesday. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 11, Presumption of Innocence. Mary, what happened this week? Nikki learns that Brandon doesn't dance, but he agreed to go to a dance club with Nikki for fun for some reason. Brandon asks David to teach him how to dance, but then blows off their lesson. At the club, Brandon tells Nikki to dance with another guy, and then another guy, and then another guy, and then another guy, and then Steve. Nikki and Steve dance together suggestively to get Brandon jealous enough to come dance with his super cute girlfriend. Instead, Brandon gets mad and leaves. Brandon eventually apologizes to Nikki, and she offers to teach him how to dance in the privacy of his own home with music he likes. Brandon picks a slow song and teaches Nikki the Brandon Waltz, which is apparently just making out on his bed. Brandon and Ew. Nikki go dancing again because Brandon learned that it makes her feel like kissing him. <laughs> I wish that Ew. was the whole episode, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan has a bad cough and won't go to the doctor until Brenda makes him. The doctor tells Dylan that when it rains, the bay in Malibu where he likes to surf gets filled with bacteria and that's what made him sick. Dylan decides he hates pollution and since he's turning 18, he's going to register to vote to support a cause to keep the water clean so he can surf and not get sick. Unfortunately, he did not register to vote in time for the election. It's all good though because Donna knew how to register to or knew how to register to vote on time and will be voting. Dylan tells her about the bay cleanup guys or whatever. Gil is gross at Dylan's birthday party at the Peach Pit. Sue shows up and asks Gil what she has to do to get a decent grade in his class. Andrea watches the two of them interact. Later, Sue vents to Gil about how she feels about school and her brother Scott's death. Gil touches Sue's face and calls her special. Then they hug and make lingering eye contact. Immediately after, Andrea witnesses Sue running into the hallway in tears. Brenda, who has been assisting in the school's administrative office, interrupts Brandon and Andrea's English class with an urgent note. Gil leaves class and doesn't come back for days. Brandon decides to go visit him at home because that's appropriate. Brenda tells Brandon and Dylan that Gil is under investigation for sexual misconduct with a student. Brandon goes to visit the guy anyway. Dylan tags along because he wants to look at the ocean. Gil tells Brandon Mrs. Scanlon says she'll drop the whole thing if he quits teaching at West Bev. Brandon tells Gil he has to fight and clear his name. Gil wants to let it go and move on. Andrea confronts Gil about being gross and Gil tells her a girl he used to teach killed herself because he rejected her advances. Andrea approaches Sue and tells her that she'll be there to listen if she ever wants to talk. Then she talks to Brenda about the situation, and Brenda victim blames, like she does. Brandon barges in. Uh, sure, he has all the hot gossip, but the girls already know everything he just found out. Brandon thinks Sue and her mom made the whole thing up. Andrea tells Brandon to stop victim blaming and also maybe consider the fact that Sue could be telling the truth. Brandon just can't see past Gil's perspective because they have so much in common. Donna tries to have a heart-to-heart -heart with Sue, but Sue isn't really receptive. Andrea visits Sue and spends an awkward evening with Sue and her family. Mrs. Scanlon's brother accuses Sue of seducing her teacher. 
Sue confesses that she tried to kiss Gil and he turned her down. Andrea apologizes to Brandon for being wrong about Gil. Mrs. Scanlon keeps Sue locked up at home. Andrea and Brenda convince David and Donna to visit the Scanlons and try to reach out to Sue. Mrs. Scanlon tells them they're all going to move away to Oklahoma. Donna tells, or sorry, Donna pulls Sue aside to talk. Sue says everything's fine, but Donna notices that there's something fucked up about the way she interacts with her uncle. Donna finds Sue and gets Sue to tell the truth about her gross abusive uncle. This was not, um, not a good look. This was a very upsetting episode, and I'm going to be honest, I think Karen let me down a little bit. Yeah, Karen Rosen, who typically um, writes these heavy hitters, she's at it again, but um, it just didn't, it, it didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. It, yeah, it didn't land because a lot of what we just talked about, like, doesn't resolve the way I feel like it should, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I actually, I do, I want to talk about that, like, the main plot first Mm -hmm. because that's the majority of this episode. Basically, nothing else matters. And I feel like we cannot end this episode with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I I just can't. So, yeah, I mean, basically, like, it's still going to start at the beginning where – We're at Dylan's birthday at the Peach Pit, but it's a week before his 18th birthday, Mm -hmm. which they felt like calling out. (laughs) But if, like, so now we know, I guess Dylan's birthday is around the same time as the twins' birthday, because I'm pretty sure this episode came out October 21st. Yeah, he's a Libra, so his birthday's in October, and the twins are in November because they're Scorpios. Mm. Yeah, that's what we talked about. So they're really close. Yeah, so we know the order is like Donna, then Dylan, then the twins. Yes. And then I guess, yeah, we'll have to find out when Kelly and Steve are. Yeah. Hopefully. But yeah, so it's Dylan's birthday. Everyone's at the Peach Pit, including not his English teacher for some reason. Yeah. Um. I think – they tried to make it seem like he was just there and got cake, but that didn't land because they've built so much of his story of kind of being creepy and being that like toe the line kind of professor slash friend guy. Yeah, he's too close. Yes, entirely. Even, uh, yeah, entirely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that was I actually rewound it when Andrea came up to talk to him. I was like, okay, so he just showed up, but then he's taking a kid who he doesn't know's cake. Right. I don't know. Maybe he teaches an English class that Dylan is in, mm-hmm. but they haven't made that clear to us that there's any relationship between the two of them. Yeah, at this point, we just know that he's the AP English teacher, which is for seniors. He is the per, uh, faculty advisor for the Blaze, and. Uh, you know, up until, you know, during the scene, we learn he's also a teacher of freshman English. And he was the faculty, whatever, for the school of dance last week because he likes to see girls in party shoes. Mm. Ugh. Like, ugh. Okay. So then, yeah, Andrea comes up to him and wants to talk about her paper because she doesn't understand why it was a B plus. And then he's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't talk about business during my office or my off hours. 
But then Sue shows up with that guy Mm -hmm. and is like, Mr. Myers, I'm failing English. What do I have to do? Take my clothes off for you? And Andrea is like right behind her. Yeah. And she's like, um, I'm sorry. Like her her ears just like perk way up because she's like, what was that? Which I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. anyone's would. And like Mr. Myers even was just like, like in this scene, I was like, is he actually doing something to her? Because right. like he didn't necessarily just like shut it down. No, like you would think that and now again like i i don't know these people these people are fictitious but also like i've never been a high school teacher and my friend who was a high school teacher never really had stories like that like where it was like towing a weird line because obviously but like she is like my friend who was a teacher she's my age so when she started teaching high schoolers she was like 23 so that's relatively close in age arguably the closest you could get in age Mm -hmm. to high school students but like I still feel like regardless of how close you are in age there's just some stuff that you like shut down and some stuff you don't let slide and that comment would be one of them well and yeah when he's talking to Andrea later and he mentions the other girl and like that's why he's more sensitive Mm -hmm. to responding to people it's like okay I get that but that's not like, I feel like this wasn't good enough. Yeah. Like, you still didn't say, like, well, that's really inappropriate, but you and I can talk about this at school mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah, agreed. But basically, Andre is skeptical about this whole situation. As she should mm-hmm. be. Like, that was really weird. And also the idea that he's talking to a different student about stuff when he wouldn't talk to her. Yeah. I feel like just immediately is, like, excuse me how dare you oh yeah she definitely is like because she already feels like she's treated differently number one because she's a girl compared to brandon but now she's starting to think like okay maybe this is actually personal and he really hates me and because you know he's talking to another student about their work when he's clearly not interested in talking about it with me yeah he had literally just told her that he wouldn't do that But, I mean, so he tells Sue that they'll talk about it later, and Sue leaves with that guy, Mm -hmm. and he drops her off at her house four minutes after curfew. Yep. And I think it's supposed to be, like, a Monday, or, like, maybe it's, like, the Friday night. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever day it is, Mrs. Scanlon is just like, well, you're late, so you can't go out for the rest of the week, and you can't go out next week, which, like... Four minutes. Yeah, it's a little harsh. I mean, Sue's mom is definitely, um, she's definitely a buzzkill. Yeah, and definitely just like rough around the edges because of everything. Like she's clearly taken. She's she's very high strung at this point. I mean, and she's like arranging stuff in Scott's old bedroom, and then announcing that um, their uncle or Sue's uncle is coming and staying in. Scott's room and Sue's very upset about that because they have basically haven't touched the room since Scott's death. So it's just it's an awkward situation. Yeah. Well, and then you find out later, like I feel like Scott's mom, Miss Scanlon, Sue's mom, whatever. Uh, I feel like she's very out of touch with her kids and mm-hmm. just like so overprotective, but like she's not really understanding it. 
because she's talking about how their uncle should stay in Scott's room because he was Scott's favorite uncle. But then, you know, David even says later, like, Scott basically knew what happened and said that he was a scumbag and didn't want to talk to him anymore. Yeah. But nobody ever told their parents. Or it's like maybe they did or maybe they started making comments, but because the first thing they heard was this is Scott's favorite uncle or he is my favorite uncle or whatever the case may be, that's what they stick to. And I know a lot of times like parents of teenagers may not take some things seriously, seriously, some things, you know, others not. And that could just be because they think, oh, teenagers just change their minds all the time, like whatever, like they're so dramatic, they're moody, like whatever the case may be. So, but yeah, I, I agree. She definitely feels just like she isn't living in a reality. Yeah. I mean, being four minutes late for curfew, like that means that you were sitting there watching the clock, mm-hmm. which is just like, that's, that's a level of helicopter parenting that I have never seen in my life. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I mean, I was late for curfew all the time, but nobody ever said anything. Yeah. I think the closest I had was one of my friends in high school. Well, I'd known her since I was like, I don't know, like six or seven. And her mom was a high school teacher at the high school and she was pretty strict as well. Like she was one of those, like, if you're late for curfew, you get grounded pretty intensely. And, you know, if you don't clean your room, like, you know, like typical teenage stuff, but she was pretty strict. And so I feel like maybe that happened, but not to that extent still, even so. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, that whole thing happens and Sue gets really upset And then I guess the next scene, which would be the next day, Mm -hmm. she goes to Mr. Meyer's classroom to talk to him about her grades and is just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't be failing this class. My mom can't find out about this. And then starts talking about how it should have been her and not her brother, Mm -hmm. which was just like very upsetting. Very upsetting, yep. And yeah, Mr. Myers is like, well, if you weren't here, you wouldn't know me. And like – arguably still being really inappropriate with students. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I understand he's trying to make light of the situation to make Sue understand, like, no, don't say that. That's not good. Like, here, let me try to lighten the mood. But it's still – you're still a teacher, dude. You're still a grown adult, and she's a freshman. You still should not – you should not be touching her. Oh, yeah. When he reaches out and touches her face. Uh-uh. Ugh. And then hugs no. her. And then he got that look on his face when they were hugging. I know. It literally I legitimately thought he was going to kiss her. I kid you not. I was like staring, eyes like not blinking at the TV, just waiting for him to kiss her and I was like panicking. Yeah. Well, and yeah, cuz like they cut away and you see Andre in the hallway and then you see Sue run out with mascara just like running down her face yeah. and yeah, the first thing that went through my head was he did something. Right. Right. Like what they just showed and then what they lead to? Yes, he did something to her. Absolutely. There was like, there was one scene before that. Um, it was, and the only reason I want to bring it up is because I think it also has a point in trying to show us like what they're setting up here. Because Donna, um, it's when Brenda was talking to Donna about what she was doing for Mrs. Teasley, and. Sue comes or Sue comes in and Donna's like, oh, what's she doing here? And Brenda's like, she's a regular occurrence, blah, blah, blah. So number one, they're trying to set it up like Sue's a troublemaker. And number two, it was actually a good conversation that Donna had with Sue. And 
showing a how mature Donna is, which again, I honestly think Donna is an underrated character because she just comes through. Like I think she, she just delivers on so many different fronts. Um, But what she does is she talks to Sue about how her actions were, you know, toward David at the dance, but she was like, you know, I admit like this, like I felt threatened or whatever, but that doesn't mean you have to like disappear from David's life. You still have a friend in David. Just try to understand the difference in like romantic love and like kind of like a, you know, brother, sister, like familial type of love. And I just thought that was really mature of Donna to be like, this doesn't mean you can't hang out with him. You just have to understand like, this isn't romantic. Like he doesn't return the feelings. We're dating. You got to respect stuff. But while I'm glad that happened, it also was showing or at least trying to show that Sue has like an altered, you know, sense of what love or infatuation or feelings or whatever. So I feel like they're trying to set that up to almost plant a seed of doubt, which I hate to say because I don't think that you should ever have a doubt when, you know, someone accuses somebody of sexual assault. And yeah, so I just want to bring that up. Well, and that's the thing that's so interesting is like, you know, having that conversation and then finding out everything at the end of the episode when Sue says what's like has been happening. And then you look back at all of it and you're like, okay, well, this is probably what happened with Mr. Myers. Like what she said at the dinner is probably what happened with Mr. Mm -hmm. Myers. And then her coming on to David is just because she has this like skewed perspective of love Mm -hmm. and doesn't really understand, you know, what the right thing is that's supposed to be happening and like yeah it's just this is where it got really weird is like yeah they're putting all this doubt of like oh well she's always in the principal's office and she did throw herself at David last episode so she probably threw herself at Mr. Myers this episode exactly like Mm -hmm. it just felt like they were building it up building it up building it up and while I kind of understand what they were trying to do I'd I feel like they should have just kept it, like, kept it what it is. Like, make Mr. Myers the accuser. Because otherwise, you're perpetuating the notion that women lie. Well, and that's the thing, is, like, a lot of it throughout this episode, is I was like, you don't have to just blanket believe women. Like, if someone says something, you don't have to immediately be like, well, they're obviously telling the truth. You have to listen to them. Exactly. You have to hear their story because that's what Andrea kept saying was like, you know, there aren't unfounded sexual accusations at West Beverly, which by the way, why is that a statistic? Yeah. The fact that like, there's enough to, for her to say that, holy moly. I know that freaked me out. I was like, mm, that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, But then like, yeah, she, you know, talks to Sue and she like gets really close with her and she's like, it was really weird in that house. I'm not comfortable. We have to find a way to get in and talk to her. Mm-hmm. And that's when they find out the full truth of the story. And I was like, none of this would have happened if Andrea hadn't said, like, you have to listen to her. Yeah. Because, yeah, everyone else is just, like, victim blaming. Yeah, they're making just, all these, like, like, wild assumptions. Oh, my God. I uh, – we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. I can't talk about it at the moment. Yeah, because, like, at this point, like, where we left off before I interjected, it was, like – Sue was running out of Mr. Myers' classroom with her mascara running down her face. Andrea sees her and, and approaches her 
to basically say like, hey, you know, we've got rap line, we've got peer counseling um, if you need to talk. Mm-hmm. Well, and then um, they're in AP English class, Brandon and Andrea, and Brenda comes in with a note and Mr. Myers is like, oh, thanks, Brenda. And she's like, well, Mrs. Teasley said you need to read that as soon as possible. And that's when he finds out that there is an accusation made against him and he's suspended pending an investigation into sexual misconduct with a student. And like, I don't know. I don't think I have good words for this, but like the idea that, yeah, it was just so weird. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, th- I think it was written well. So what I'm thinking of, to get my words out, mm-hmm. is when Brenda hands in the note and then Brandon's like, excuse me, Brenda, we're trying to have class here. We're trying to learn something. And Brenda's like, I don't think you are Brandon. Oh, yeah. And like that was cute. And I was like, oh, that would totally happen in a high school. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody had to bring a note into a class, like oh, obviously yeah, yeah. everyone's going to stop and chat. But then like it completely changes. And Andrea, who looked 40 in her outfit and that dark, heavy makeup, mm-hmm is just looking at uh, Mr. Myers like, I know what you did. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and say it because it was early. But basically, I had two quotes the week, and they were these two. Um, It was the, um, come on, Brenda, we're trying to learn something. And she's like, no, Brandon, I don't think you are. And I didn't at first make that my quote a week. Um, But after watching the whole episode, I thought back, and I was like, wait a minute. That's like – symbolism right there that kind of means something yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then my second quote of the week was immediately after when um uh mr myers reads the note and then kind of looks up and is like where were we and andrea says the dark side which oh my god honestly like regardless of what she knew or didn't know or thought she knew or what happened or what was real or whatever I think that was just another way to say, like, this is a very murky situation and it's a murky topic and it is meant to be taken very seriously. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I think that's the thing that really bothers me in this episode is, like, there were people that took it seriously, Andrea and Donna, and then there were people that really didn't take it seriously, Brandon. Yeah. And then, like, the next tier down after Brandon would be, like, Brenda and David. Agreed. Yeah. And, like, they, those characters just made me so mad comparatively because, like, then I think the next thing that happens in the main story is Brenda saying, like, I don't remember who she's talking to, but I just wrote the quote down. You know how he likes to flirt with all the girls. And I was like, this is not something you should ever say about your teacher. Yeah, it was right before um, uh, she tells everyone, like, what's wrong with Mr. Myers or whatever. And, and she's like, well, you know how he likes to flirt with – high school girls or yeah whatever she said which yes um a thousand percent wrong and if that is ever the case he should be fired and not be allowed to teach high school girls um but then yeah then that's when she's like yeah he's being investigated um for sexual misconduct yeah and then like brandon automatically assumes that whoever the student is lied and that gail is innocent Mm mm-hmm and then, yeah, because then Andrea goes to talk to Sue, and that's when she brings up the drama teacher from last year. Because mm-hmm. she's talking about how the, she had that teacher, and I was like, is that that guy? Yeah, it's Mr. Studer. That, 
Ugh, the one that had a weird flirty triangle with students and it was really gross that time too. Yeah, and got offended when she kissed him. Oh my god. All the time. All the time. This, ugh. They have they Ms. Teasley or whoever is hiring teachers at this school is bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are bad at your job. Yeah, they basically have like a conversation about it. Basically Andrea trying to just be there and not come at it from a nosy situation or like this is my business or whatever. She's genuinely like, no, no, no. I know what you're going through. So if you need someone to talk to, I am here and I will not tell anyone. Yeah. And like, God, I really just want Andrea to be like my senior buddy. Yeah. No like, kidding. I, I still need an Andrea in my life to be like, I I will talk to you about all your things. Yeah. Don't, yeah. I just. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh. I want an Andrea. And yeah, because that's when she goes to Brenda's and like Brenda's like, oh, well, Brandon's not here. And Andrea's like, actually, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. And it's because Brenda was one of the first people to talk to Sue being her senior buddy and they're talking. And then Brandon, without knocking or doing anything, just bursts into this room, which is completely inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And then just shits the bed. Yeah, Like I – there is nothing good that comes out of that boy's mouth in this entire conversation. Yeah. Like, because he was like, oh, I couldn't figure out why a mother would just let a sex offender walk away unless she knew the charges were totally bogus. Like, that just means you know nothing mm -hmm. about sexual assault and victim blaming, which you're doing. Yeah. He, I wrote down three different things that he says and without writing any of the, conver or like, yeah, the rest of the conversation, he says the words, quote unquote, so-called victim. Uh, quote unquote, this girl is a nut, right? And then quote unquote, clearly this girl is screwed up. Yeah. And just are like, you serious? Well, and the reason he says that Gil couldn't have done it is because I like to think that Gil and I have a lot in common. Yeah. And then he doesn't like he was basically like, I don't understand why you're standing up for her because you and her don't have a lot in common. Yeah. And then Andrea was just like, well, clearly you don't understand anything. Honestly, when he said that, well, number one, it was perfect for Andrea to be the one to say like what she said right after, because that just shows how little Brandon knows um, or really anyone knows because Andrea went through that situation with Mr. Suter and clearly she didn't tell anyone about it or at least not Brenda or Brandon. And so, yeah, of course he doesn't, you know, know what happened with Andrea. But so that just shows you how easy it, I guess, which is really unfortunate for this stuff to happen and for people to not know about it. But well, and like the idea that Brandon just blanket believes that Gil couldn't have done anything wrong is exactly the problem. Like if, he had been allowed to go on this crusade that he obviously would have gone on mm -hmm. if like this show was not written to keep that from happening because this is the thing like after this he goes and talks to Gil and then never interacts with this story ever again yeah he gets distracted by dancing with his girlfriend right and that just pisses me off because he actually makes a big deal and yells at everybody for not focusing more on this story mm -hmm. and then he drops it yeah yeah but like if he had been allowed to, he would have gone on a crusade to completely destroy a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, he would have saved Mr. Myers at the expense, at the absolute expense of Sue Scanlon. And Which is exactly 
happens to victims. Exactly. Regard, like whether they're telling the truth or not, if you're telling the truth, whatever you did is the wrong thing to do. Oh, like yeah. it'll be like, oh, well, why didn't you go to the police? I did go to the police. Why didn't you file charges? I did file charges. Why did you drop the charges? Because you're attacking me right now and forcing me to relive this experience. Yep. When Brandon was saying that he, you know, he has whatever in common with Mr. Myers and like, what makes you think that whatever, whatever, you have anything in common with Sue, like la la la. It actually made me think about how Brandon generalizes a lot because last episode when um, Jordan said that those guys that were shot at Shaw High School were his friends, Brandon just assumes that they were in a gang because of where he's at and because who shot. The, the fact that the people who shot them were in gangs. So I'm like, oh, yeah, clearly Brandon thinks that like all, you know, all black people are gang members or at least all gang members only affiliate with gang members or. I was going to say anyone involved in gang violence was a member of the gang and not like all an innocent bystander. Exactly. And so like I'm wondering if he's thinking that like he's very, very in group and never out group. It doesn't. I feel like he's not even considering the fact that, like, yeah, it is well known that Mr. Myers flirts with all the girls. He, you know, has told people, oh, I like to see girls in party shoes. He, you know, spends time hanging out with them way too much outside of classes. Um, and then when he's with Sue, they're alone in his classroom with the door shut and hugging. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all really inappropriate things. Like, even if you know, he's innocent, which, you know, we do find out for the actual charges, he is innocent. This is all really inappropriate. And especially like the fact that he's been in these situations multiple times. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the fact that he's absolved of the actual charge does not absolve him from being inappropriate. Yeah. And that's the thing that gets me is like, he is inappropriate. And I, I'm not looking forward to having him on the rest of this, like, however many episodes he's in because I don't want to see it. I don't want to see him talking to students. And even if he says anything good or writes a really good recommendation letter to get Andrea into Yale, I don't care. It's just not going to feel right. Like, every – like, and I hate yeah. I hate to say it because also, like – you know, obviously accusations like these are serious, regardless if the person is creepy all the other times and this was not true or if they're just an innocent person and they got accused for no reason. Like, regardless, this it's serious and it's murky and it's very, very gray. But if I want I would like to think that if Mr. Myers, if they had not been building him up to be so creepy and inappropriate, that if these charges, you know, if they still went along with the same story minus the creepiness and still had him accused of sexual misconduct and then absolved of it, I would like to think that I would actually like be fine with him being on the screen later because you can separate the character, right? Like it's all about the attitude and about yeah. the character of a, of a person. And so Again, it's like, okay, fine. He didn't miss, he didn't like uh, um, assault Sue, but he's still a creepy guy. Well, and I think that's kind of the thing is like, if they, I think with how creepy he's been with students and the conversation he has with Andre and like two scenes from now, like they've really been building up for this episode. I think this is like the peak of the Mr. Myers story arc for this season like I don't remember how many episodes he's in after this but I really 
would think that like this is a going to be a really big point in his whole thing. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, he's got to leave soon because I don't want to see him anymore. Yeah. Like, Cause yeah, he didn't do something to Sue, but he's still really creepy and he's not exactly nice. Yeah. I, and mm. well, and then like, I, I want to just go straight to, you know, his whole thing, mm-hmm. but I just want to take a quick pit stop to Andrea leaving the Walsh's house and Brendan, Brenda and Brandon are talking about this whole thing and there's a knock on the door and Brandon is so sure that he is right. He goes, well, that's probably Andrea right now to apologize. Yeah. Like, are you, are you serious? Apologize for what? I was so mad. He's such a conceited asshole. Yeah, because this is when David shows up for his dance lesson, and he's like, how could you think about dancing at a time like this? And then literally he never thinks about it ever again. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, because it's it's Friday night, and then Saturday Andrea goes into school so that she can work on the blaze because apparently not having their faculty advisor means they're all really far behind. And somehow Gil is on campus, which, like, I almost feel like he shouldn't be allowed on campus even on a Saturday unsupervised. Yeah, I was going to – Just given that he's under investigation. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like if he – like I feel like if you're under investigation, you should – if I mean, and yeah, sure, he could grab some stuff, but I feel like you should be supervised. Yeah, but I mean, so he's there and Andrea comes in and just immediately comes at him of just like, I know what happened. I know who it was. This is really inappropriate, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then he starts talking about how he likes working with ki- kids. And then he's like, well, I might work like working with kids a little too much. And she was just like, wrong. Like, you're disgusting. Yeah. Ew. Then he says, what I can't live with is having two suicides on my conscience for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I, and yeah, I mean, when he describes the first <laughs> – I can't be, believe I'm even saying the first suicide. Um, he – Basically says that he, you know, the person in question felt like he was leading her on and she was like obsessed with him and that her note said that he was the reason that she killed herself. Because he pushed her away. Mm-hmm. After he led her on. Yeah. And I would love to think that he handled that okay right because he did say like she tried to kiss me and I pushed her away so obviously that is a good thing like obviously don't kiss her but I can't help but wonder what he was doing before all that well and that's the thing is I don't think he learned from it because he's still getting way too close to all these kids at West Beverly like the idea that this comes up again in your teaching career is definitely a sign that you should not be teaching high schoolers Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe you go teach in an all-boys school so that you don't have to worry about flirting too much with the girls. Yeah, it's kind of one of those, like, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of situations where it's like, yeah, if um, if you're literally in almost an exact same situation, you probably shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, like, once is an accident, twice is a pattern. Right. Like, it's it's too much. And then, you know, they're doing all of this talking – and, like, I don't know. Is that supposed to change our opinion that, like, I guess it is because the last time he was like, oh, I physically pushed her away and then she killed herself and blamed me for it. So this time I didn't physically push her away or, like, 
I mean, he must have at some point, right? Because Sue left sobbing and they didn't kiss. Well, and then she says that she like threw herself at him. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that we don't, we're never really going to know what happened behind those closed doors. We just know that, you know, from later on in the episode that she did come on to him, but we don't know what he did or didn't do. Yeah, I mean, I have to think that they expect us to believe that he rejected her, but, like, tried to reject her more gently than the first girl he tried to reject, mm-hmm. I guess. But it doesn't it doesn't matter because immediately after this, Brandon goes to his house to talk to him and is just insistent that he fight to clear his name mm-hmm. and was like, why wouldn't they want to have a hearing if she's telling the truth? Yep. I was like, I just it bothers me that nobody explains to Brandon why he's so wrong. I think that's my biggest thing. And that's why the whole freaking episode is like, I really don't think you are trying to learn something, Brandon, because he's not. He's never there's even a comment, I think, that Nikki says later, which I know we haven't talked about the whole Nikki plot yet, but there's a, a quote that she says later about how or no, was it it was Brenda. Sorry, it was Brenda, the one I'm thinking of, where she's basically like, um, you know, since or like, sh- don't you think you should get rid of this? Uh, um, I don't like this and I'm never going to change kind of attitude. Like, don't you think it's a little tired? And I'm like, yeah, but like you're talking about it in the wrong context. Like you're talking about it in the context of the whole dancing situation, not like the sexual everything. Assault. Yeah. And everything else. Literally everything in Brandon's life he will never learn from. Yeah. Because he goes to talk to Mr. Myers and then he never explains like shows up in the sexual assault storyline again Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter because at some point in off screensville he finds out that sue came out and said that you know it wasn't mr myers she made the whole thing up and brandon just feels completely validated yeah and then nothing ever happens again brandon doesn't like he's not there when you find out that Sue was telling the truth about her experience, just not who it happened with and that that's what happened and that it's kind of uncomfortable that everyone was so quick to jump to some sort of conclusion about Mr. Myers because of his conduct with students mm-hmm. because Brandon's busy dancing with his 15 year old girlfriend. Right. Which like, I mean, whatever her age doesn't matter. I don't know why I said it, but like the, uh, the idea that he's like, well, I don't care about that story anymore because I found out that dancing makes girls horny for me. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. I hate Brandon. I know. It's going to be hard to come back from this one, honestly. Because I, I, I think like, I wrote at one point, like, how how does anyone like Brandon? And I just really, really wish I could sometimes have been a fly on the wall when people are watching this, like when it aired. And just see what reactions were, you know, because I <laughs> in 2020, it feels like there's there's a lot of things that don't age well at all. Yeah, no, I don't think Brandon aged well at all. So, like, he must have started at some really high point because I remember, I think I sent you all the Rolling Stone article from 1992 where they were saying they would, like, reshoot Brandon's lines, but literally just be like, oh, it doesn't even matter what you say or how you say it. Like, yeah, girls are going to go nuts over you anyway because you're Jason Priestley. Right. So it doesn't even matter. And it's like, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it at all. I really don't. Like, oh, his condescending little face. He's got a punchable face. 
He does have a punchable face. That's absolutely true. Brandon Walsh has a punchable face. Let's get that hashtag going. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I will say one of the things, like, I I also do think it's pretty inappropriate for Andrea to have confronted Mr. Myers as well. Like, number one, it's not her business. And number two, like, if I were in her shoes, I would want to be and like, I knew that, or at least I thought I knew that he sexually assaulted or sexually, you know, abused somebody in my school. I would want to stay away from that person. Well, and it it does kind of feel like she's taking it on a personal level Mm -hmm. of like, I already didn't like you and now I know you did those things and I feel like I have to stand up for somebody else, but I'm going to yell at you partially because I wanted to anyway. Yeah, that's true. Like I could definitely see that. Like I think the way she handles Sue is really appropriate. I think the way everyone handles Mr. Myers is inappropriate. Yeah, like I would agree. With yeah, that. the idea that Brandon and Dylan went to his house, and then like I don't know, he goes to the beach and is talking to Dylan, and then Dylan's like, "Hey, man, you know, if I had been in this situation and someone accused me, yeah, I would be out of the here too. No questions, no, you know, I don't need to defend myself. I'm just leaving." And then Mr. Myers is like, "Well, it's not all black and white." And I was like, "This is a multi-layered conversation." But it's still so weird to me. And I really don't like the fact that they were just like, here's Mr. Myers in a tank top, standing with Dylan in a tank top on the beach and walking like they're friends. Like, no, he's a teacher and there needs to be a clear line between the two of them. Yeah, I literally all my note for that scene uh, was Myers, stay the hell away from Dylan. Well, and then like I did really appreciate Dylan being like, we can always second guess yourself. Hindsight's twenty twenty. With Mr. Myers being like, well, yeah, maybe I did do something to give her the wrong impression. And I just want to be like, you did. Yeah, because I mean, regardless if something was overblown or something was exaggerated or whatever the case may be, like Andrea says earlier on the episode, kids don't just make stuff up. Like she like I feel like Sue would have had to have had perhaps a history of mental instability or you know, a history of pathological lying, like literally something actually medically wrong for her to have made something up. So it's like, to Andrea's point, it's like, yeah, people don't just make stuff up unless there's like literally something wrong. Um, And especially as like a 14, 15 year old, I feel like you don't, your mind doesn't go there, right? Like you you don't just think, okay, I'm going to blame this guy for sexual assault. Because a lot of times, kids that young don't even know what it is so yeah regardless like yeah like dylan's like yeah you can you know you always second guess yourself but the thing is is like if you're second guessing yourself then there is probably some truth there well and like there's a lot of times that mr meyer says he's just backing away and he's gonna leave and he's gonna do all of this because he wants to protect sue and then as you get farther into the episode it's like you're not protecting her by leaving you're protecting yourself And then you're leaving her in the situation that she is in that got her here in the first place. Yeah. Like, you haven't actually done anything for her. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of makes him into a martyr that I don't like. Yeah. It's definitely a rock in a hard place, but it does come off as though they're trying to make him the martyr or make him be noble like Andrea calls him and – 
stuff like that. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to feel for this guy. Cause clearly there's a, there's something, you know, like in his past that caused him to come here, which could have been that suicide. Um, and yeah, so I don't necessarily want to be like, okay, let's, let's redeem this guy right now. Yeah. It's making my skin crawl. I it's know. weird. It's tough. I don't like it. It's very tough. I don't like watching episodes like this. Yeah. I mean, basically, like, as we move forward, Sue invites Andrea for dinner. And then it's, it's kind of weird because, like, as soon as she gets there, Sue acts like she didn't want her to come and doesn't want her to be inside. But then Sue's mom immediately asks her to come on in um and is like super excited so it just feels like something was off and now hindsight using dylan's quote hindsight's 2020 um she gets in to sit down for dinner and um this is where we see uncle henry for the first time um who was coming to visit and we learn that he's the uncle from oklahoma so this is the guy that scott and i guess the rest of the kids went to for that summer and who taught scott how to shoot guns is what it makes me think of I mean, it's definitely – I have something to say about Oklahoma when we get to the part where they talk about moving. Okay. Uh, but, like, Mrs. Scanlon, yeah, she's, like, all over Andrea being, like, she's the smartest girl at West Beverly. She's going to go to Yale. She's the editor on the school paper. And Uncle Henry is just so uncomfortable. And did you notice he's drinking in every single scene he's mm-hmm. in? He's got, like, a like a like one of those, um, um, like, scotch glasses or whatever. Yeah, well, and then at the barbecue, he's drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when he's talking to Andre and he's like, oh, yeah, I used to write for my school paper, but when I didn't have a story, I'd just make it up. Ha, 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 ha. And, like, it was just really uncomfortable. And then they're at dinner and Sue looked terrified mm-hmm. looking at her. And the idea that he is just like staring her down in front of her mom and someone he has never met before in his life being like, I want to know the truth because you probably did something, didn't you? And just like forcing her to say that she came on to him and that's why anything has happened in her life. And then like, I mean, this whole time, like he was the most uncomfortable person I've ever met in my life. And like really as soon as you see him, like you can guess where this story is going to go. Yeah, exactly. Like you can, you can just tell like, as soon as he, I mean, at first when he makes that comment about making stuff up, you're like, oh, okay, this is weird. But then when he starts blaming Sue and trying to say like, oh, you did something, didn't you? Like, that's when you know, okay, I think I know where this story is going and I hate it. Yeah. I mean, like my actual notes from when these things are happening are I'm very nervous about Uncle Henry. She looks so scared. Why is he accusing Sue of doing something? And then I wrote, so Sue tells her uncle specifically that she tried to seduce the teacher. Yeah. Like I think it was very important that she is looking at him and not blinking mm-hmm. when she says that. No, totally and, like, agree. Ugh. Yeah. And then, yeah, the next scene is back at school and Mr. Myers is back and everyone's cheering and we're all back to normal. And Andrea's just like, I'm so glad I was wrong, Brandon. I'm so sorry, Mr. Myers. And it's like, nobody's learning anything from anything. That was the thing. It's like, everyone just kind of skirted over it. Like, okay, yesterday's news. Yeah. And like, I think if Sue had just come back to school, Andrea would have dropped it too. Mm -hmm. Like I, I love Andrea and I hope not, but I, get the feeling that like this would have just gotten swept under the rug or like 
if they hadn't made it so pointed that she was still enrolled at West Beverly but not going to West Beverly Mm -hmm. because they could easily have just been like, well, her mom pulled her out of the school because how do you go back to a school where you accused a teacher of sexual assault? Right. Like they would have dropped it and Audrey would have just been like, I was wrong and we should believe men. See, and that's what's terrifying. Yeah. Then I would have puked and we would have stopped this podcast forever. I know. Like I didn't. But that's not what happens. And we find out that school has – Sue hasn't been to school for a few days. And that's when everyone starts freaking out. And, like, nobody can actually get into the house to talk to her. And that's when they realize, like, the only people that are allowed in are family. And we know someone who's basically family. Mm -hmm. And so they call – they ask Donna to talk to David to get her into the house that she can go talk to Sue and then David, when they pull up, is like, how did I get roped into this? And I was like, she's basically your little sister, too. Yeah. I if know. something is wrong in this house, you should want to go. Which – and then, yeah, which was annoying. But I am glad that he did go because, like, I mean, Donna would just look like – They wouldn't have let Donna Yeah, like, and she like, would just be like Andrea. And the thing is, like, I did say this is a plus for David. Like, yeah. I am so happy that he did this, but when they threw the line in being like, I can't believe I got roped into this, and Donna has to be like, Scott would have wanted you to look out for her, mm-hmm. that shouldn't have had to be said. Like, yeah. I feel like you could still have them walking up to the house and him, you know, maybe saying something about how he's not looking forward to Mrs. Scanlon, but, like, he's really glad that they're going to see Sue. Yeah. I don't know. I just really didn't like that he was just like, oh, I can't believe I have to pretend to like the Scanlons again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's – and that's the thing. Like, with this whole situation with David and the Scanlons, that's what it's always been about. Like, David always felt like he was cooler. He had more important things to do, like, all that. So, I kind of I kind of hate that he still feels that way. Yeah. And, like, they go inside and somehow the Scanlons are acting like it's, you know, business as usual. And Sue is putting on this, like, happy face of, like, well, I have to pretend that everything's back to normal and, you know, whatever, whatever. And they go outside and the uncle's being super weird. And that's when David says like, oh, yeah, he was Scott's favorite uncle. But then one summer he came back and said that he was a scumbag and won't talk about him anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you see like Sue's little sister is standing close to her uncle and Sue tries to drag her away. And the uncle gets on Sue and like takes the little girl back with her, back with him. And so then – you have the scene where Donna goes up to her bedroom and finds out what happened. And um, just convinces Sue to come downstairs and tell her mom in front of the entire family and David and her uncle. Which is the most intense thing I've ever seen in my life. I know. When they did – when she comes down and says, like, mom, I have to tell you something. And then they did that, like – thing where the camera went to like a far shot and Mm -hmm. showed the uncle's face and Mm -hmm. then went back to the mom and the mom just being like what well yeah because the uncle is like panicking you can see he's like starting to like potentially get up and you're like oh god what's happening what's happening what's happening and like i i'm glad they cut away from that but i also feel like this show has been on for three seasons and like they kind of deserve to give sue that extra time and i feel like if you cut out all of these side plots she could have had the time. And honestly, they and could have kept – they honestly should have kept this episode. Like, make it only about this plot. Oh, I completely agree. And, like, I think that actress could have handled it. Yeah. 
I do too. Like, and I mean, the other thing that I wanted to say. So when Mrs. Scanlon is just like, oh, we're moving to Oklahoma. We just need to get these kids into a better environment and blah, 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 blah. I shouldn't be like, your son went to Oklahoma and became obsessed with guns. And that's why he shot himself in the face. Mm -hmm. And your daughters went to Oklahoma to be sexually abused. So why is Oklahoma better? Again, it's that whole like distorted sense of reality. Like she just does not know what's going on in her own house. It pissed me off so much. Yeah. And she's like, this woman sucks. Yeah, it's bad. And then, yeah, like that whole thing happens. And then we have a scene at the Peach Pit where everybody hears the story and it's just like, well, I mean, who would have guessed that, you know, her brother is a child molester and the end. Yeah. Because then we have to go back to realizing that Brandon does dance. Yeah, I, it's just frustrating. Like, I, mm, I honestly feel like if they would have ended this episode on a sour note, it would have been better. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think this is another one of those episodes that we haven't really had in a while where they put too much into it and then realize they have to rush to finish mm-hmm. the important story. But yeah. we had – a scene in the dance club of Nikki dancing with six guys in a row. Yeah, that didn't have to happen. We already know Brandon hates dancing and he's also hella jealous. Yeah, and that all he does is yell. Yeah, we know that. Ugh, and like, it just, it made me so mad. And I, like, this is the last we see of Sue. She never comes back. She's gone now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they I really think they should have just had this episode just about her and, you know, had a little bit more of like, I need to tell you what's happening and I need you to believe me and I need to protect my siblings. Like, I think that just deserved more weight than it it got. It definitely did. It definitely did. And I, yeah, I hated that everything essentially got wrapped up with a tiny little bow except for Sue and her, like, the mental journey she's going to have to go on from now. Yeah, I think so. And nobody learned that, like, this is something we should take away. Mm-hmm. Like, we learned a valuable lesson here. Yeah, it's like it got wrapped up without the lesson. And I feel like this episode was almost like an identity crisis for the show because they tried to be something they weren't. And I feel like some shows out there do it really well. Like when Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a sitcom oh my gosh when they handle the big issues they do a really really good job of focusing on the serious aspects but keeping it a comedy not making fun not putting a joke in the wrong spot like they just do a really good tasteful job of weaving in serious issues with the fact that this is a situational comedy Mm -hmm. uh Beverly Hills 90210 is not a lighthearted show. They are not called, they are not framed as a dra- a dramedy. They are a teen drama. They are a teen soap. And while yeah, you do want to have times of levity and times of lightheartedness because again, not all high school is all drama and not all of it is all bad drama. Like some of it's good drama and it's building friendships and it's forming 
really good relationships that can carry through your whole life. But I feel like this show is not the kind that will attack the hard-hitting issues and then wrap it up at the end. With our previous episodes, it was wrapped up, but not in a perfect bow, not without learning something, and not with like some weird comedy. It just wasn't. Yeah, they do a lot of these weird missteps where we've talked about like they have an A plot of like, you know, Brenda starts working at the rap line and finds out about a girl who's being raped repeatedly. And the B plot is that Brandon wants to have sex with some older woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like how inappropriate is that? And then like this one, it's the same thing where like there is a girl being sexually abused by her uncle and having to, you know, relive this experience when he comes to visit and Brandon picks up this tiny little girl that he could easily overpower. And it bothered me how many times he just kept picking her up. Yes. Agreed. Like that's just a side note and that's a personal thing. But like he just goes and makes out with her on his bed Mm -hmm. while we have this story. And like he was the one that was like, I can't believe we're not all thinking about this. I know. It's just, and I don't know if it's like, if it's a miss in the writer's room or if it's a miss in just the directing. I like, you know, I, I don't know. And we won't know. But I just feel like this episode in particular, because like the previous episodes, like some of them, they've done well, or at least they've only had one to two plots per heavy hitting episode and they've done a better job. This by far was a bad job. Like, because I know we've talked about the missteps before and I know we've talked about how they could have done things differently, but it didn't feel like just a gross, like complete miss by all accounts. I mean, because I even think, like I said earlier, I think that they even handled the sexual misconduct in a poor way because they spent the whole season, or at least since we've met Mr. Myers, framing him to be out a creep, framing him out to be a creep. And then you give that kind of build up in the in the kind of climax of the situation. And now you're saying, wait, he's not really a creep. Like he's a creep, but he's not that creepy. And then blame it on the real story, which is the uncle which is an extremely serious thing and happens probably more often than we all think because it's very difficult, especially in like the South Bible Belt kind of situation where you don't turn your back on your family and you also keep all your shit from your family in the family. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like even the story itself, the topic is insanely important and I feel like they did a bad job of taking care of it. And then you add in the fact that there was like 75 different plots that no one cares about like this is not important we know brandon hates dancing we know he yells like we know this dylan like i honestly think if they would have taken that out and made it more about the voting and the fact that dylan got sick because of the water and how this is a way for him to be more you know uh economically or not economically um environmentally conscious (laughs) yes thank you good lord that would have been a better plot like a b plot because it's at least taking another situation that is so far away from this plot that it cannot be misconstrued as you know taking like like you said with the rap line episode and then having Brandon try to get with an older woman that was so that was too close that was way too close yeah. so yeah i just i'll get off my soapbox but i just think that this was a fail from all accounts so i just looked it up this is only the fourth episode out of 13 with Mr. Myers. Oh, my God. 
He's only been in four episodes. It feels like he's been around longer than that. That's why I said nope. it's been the whole season. <laughs> nope. He's only been in four out of 11 episodes. Gosh, great. And we have 13. He actually spans three seasons. What? what? I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's very little. Like, he's in the rest of the senior year, and then he's got one episode next season, and then one more the following season. But oh, like, my gosh. Okay. I have to get this taste out of my mouth. We have to okay. talk about something else. Okay. So let's talk about how Brandon doesn't dance. And you are you ready for me to wrap this up so fast? So fast. All right. First scene, we're at the peach pit. Nikki wants to dance, but Brandon don't dance, so he won't dance with her. Instead, he picks her up and carries her off the dance floor. Then she wants to go to a dance club, and everyone makes fun of Brandon being like, oh, Brandon, I thought you didn't dance. Brandon, I can't wait to compare moves with you. Brandon, are you growing up in your old age? But Brandon's not growing up. But he is asking David Silver for dance lessons, which I kind of wish we got to see Man, right? in an episode that wasn't this episode. Seriously. But instead, David shows up at their house and Brandon refuses to learn to dance from him because he's so busy. And how could everyone be thinking about dancing at a time like this? Nevertheless, the very next night, Brandon does go to the dance club with all of his friends and then sits at a table and broods for hours. Mm-hmm. Some guy comes up and asks Nikki to dance, and she looks at Brandon, and he's like, no, 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 go dance. And then another guy, and then another guy, and then another guy, and all of a sudden, Brandon's pissed off because he's been bored and having to watch his girlfriend dance with a bunch of men he told her to go dance with. So she grabs Steve by the vest, <laughs> which is just hilarious, and starts, like, grinding up on him, and Steve is making such weird faces. This whole time, I could not tell if he actually enjoyed this or not. But this is when Brandon comes and yells at the both of them and then leaves his girlfriend to get a ride home from somebody else. <laughs> that's just a thing. It is a thing. And then he comes up to her at school at some other day and she just immediately forgives him for abandoning her at a club and yelling at her in front of her friends and a ton of strangers. And then starts kissing him and being like, well, I'll teach you to dance in the privacy of your bedroom. And then he stands there with that stupid punchable smirk on his face and watches her dance and then picks her up and takes her to the bed to show her the Brandon Waltz, which made me want to puke. <laughs> and then he realizes that girls like dancing because it simulates sex. Ugh. And now he likes dancing. Like, please, tell me that is not what went through that boy's head. No, it absolutely was. And my thing about, like, the whole dance club thing is, like, bruh, just don't go. Like, I don't yeah. want to be at a dance club with someone who does not want to dance. I don't care if you don't want to dance. That's fine. Just stay home because I'm going to feel insecure by you just staring at me or watching me, you know, dance with other people. But then also I'm going to feel bad if I'm not spending time with you if you came to the dance club with me. But I also want to dance. So just do us both a favor. You go do something you want to do. I will go do something I want to do. And then when we come back and see each other again, it will be great. Yeah, like that was what I was thinking about the whole time I was watching this was like John doesn't like to dance, but I like to dance. Mm -hmm. So when situations come up where I want to dance, I go dance. Mm -hmm. He does not come with me because he would be bored out of his mind. Mm -hmm. Or if we're like at a wedding or something, I'll go dance and he'll stay and have, you know, talk to his friends. 
Like I would not want him at a dance club sitting by himself at a table and like, you know, at this day and age, he would at least have his cell phone with him. But like that still bums me out whenever like John goes to something with me that I know he doesn't want to do and he's Mm -hmm. just sitting there on his phone. Oh, absolutely. And up until recently, Nate also hated dancing and did not like it. And and I say up until recently because it's pretty much only at weddings. And he's just like, I don't care. All dancing is is just not giving a shit. And I'm like, well, that is from a confidence standpoint, but there is actual <laughs> rhyme or reason to dancing. But he doesn't care. And that's super fun. But um, but yeah, it's like if if you don't want to be there, and I can tell you don't want to be there, it makes me not want to be there. And then it starts making me feel bad for the things that I like. So Yeah, it would just put me in a bad mood. Exactly. So just stay away, Brandon. Just stay away from everyone. Well, and when you tell her to go dance with other people and then, like, she's grinding on Steve, who is your friend, and, like, the fact that he got mad at them. Yeah. Like, they're clearly doing this to get you riled up, but not in this – like, you are not supposed to – blow your lid and the Mm -hmm. idea that Steve comes up to him later and is like have you forgiven Nikki yet and he's like I don't think I forgave you yet and he's like what for dancing when you wouldn't because sure never forgive me for that right like come on Brandon Mm -hmm. and that's it that's the Brandon don't dance except now he do dance (laughs) he do he do dance but he only does the Brandon Waltz ew I know and he was like to do the Brandon Waltz I'm pretty sure I wrote down again like um again brandon's kissing is bad oh my god it didn't when they were laying on the bed it did not look like they were enjoying this well it looked like he was and she was certainly not she was like okay where the fuck do i put my lips stop like trying to eat my nose and then come back down my chin and then go to the side and just kiss normally because i don't know what to do I feel like it's like trying to hone in on his face. Like, where'd you go? Oh, you're yeah. up here now. Oh, oh, now you're done here. Oh, wait. Hold oh, on. oh, let no. me catch up. Yep, missed you again. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> and that's it. That's that's it. We get a little blurb about Dylan wanting to support the conservation of the ocean or something, but he was too late to vote on it. Which that does suck that he didn't know about it because I feel like he got really passionate and that was cute and then donna being cool and being like yeah dog i knew i registered months ago but then you know also cute dylan talking to donna about the whole conservation thing so that's all that's all yeah i just don't care like i love me a dylan storyline and i don't care yep also did you notice when he's on the beach and he picked up the like six ring for Mm -hmm. cans and then stuck his hands in them Mm mm-hmm I was very distracted that whole time. I was like, why are you doing that? Well, and like he put his hands in it to look like cuffs, like when uh, yeah. Mr. Myers asked him a question, which I thought that was kind of improv So it was just very interesting. I was like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I, it. I didn't I, grade I, it. I don't want to. Yeah, I let's, didn't want to either. Let's not talk about that. That's fine. Um, let's just skip that part. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. Um, still in quarantine. Just FYI, so everyone stay safe and wash your hands. Um, next week we have season three episode, what number is this? 12? 13. Mm-hmm. 12. 12. 12. Season three, episode 12, Destiny Rides Again. It's got to be better than this. I mean, you would think. Well. Yeah, the I'm... writer was not Karen or Charles, so I think we might be fine. All right. Well, until then, 
You can follow us at Back to Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and make sure to email us. Just give us your thoughts or questions or any behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, or if you had experiences watching us back then, um, just let us know what that is because we're just really curious. Um, but you can do that at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review and subscribe and share and all that kind of stuff in your podcast app because we really like hearing from you guys and that's how we get seen by other people. Also, five stars, please. (laughs) But yeah, um, we will talk to you guys next week. Hope you guys are having um, a good quarantine and staying safe and washing your hands. And we'll talk to you next week. From all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.